I think I landed in tech by being just very persistent and not giving up. I did not go to a fancy school. I did not major in anything related to tech. And when I entered tech, I didn't live in a city that was particularly known for having a lot of tech companies. <laughs> I remember I wanted to do it because I had thought myself how to build websites. And I always consider myself being very tech savvy. To be honest, I should have probably gone to school for engineering, but that really wasn't an option for me back then. So I just knew I'm going to try to get in however I can. Welcome to Latinx in Power, a podcast hosted by Thaisa Fernandes. Welcome to Latinx in Power. Today we are talking with Carla Aguilar. Carla is a recent entrepreneur who left her tech job to launch her own body care brand. She's the founder of Clupiel, a generous and inclusive subscription-based body care brand in Latin America, and in a previous life, a senior strategic partnership and business development manager in tech. Welcome, Carla. Hi, Kaisa. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And your listeners might not know this, but you've been trying to convince me to be here for almost two years. So I'm very, very glad to finally be doing this. Yeah, I'm so glad we are doing this. And this is the first episode I'm recording this year. So I'm technically six months late. So we are all good. Super, super excited. So in this episode, we'll talk more about Carla's journey in strategic partnership in big tech companies and her journey into entrepreneurship as well. Very, very exciting. So Carla, this is one of my favorite questions. So what does it mean to be a Latina for you? Sure. I think in one word, to me, it means culture, because one of my favorite things about being Latina is how diverse and rich our culture is. I think some Americans try to put all of us in a box, but we're so different. And that's just beautiful. Maybe I might be getting ahead of myself here, but I was born in Costa Rica and moved to the States when I was a kid. And being a Costa Rican immigrant meant that I was the only one in every city we lived in, which I did live in many. Because Costa Rica is a very small country. There aren't that many of us outside. So that led me to just become friends with so many different Latinx people from all over and learn about their culture, their food, the way they speak. And I just love that. So yeah, because we're amazing. Yeah, definitely. I remember you were the first Latinx person that I met when you were working at Twitter and we were in the same event. I think it was Latinx Heritage Month, something like that. I was so excited and we're like, oh, she's Latina. And then we got into the point of like, oh, let's eat something. And for me, it always gives me some anxiety because I'm vegan and I'm not sure what they are offering. And then I said to you, oh, I'm vegan. And then you said, oh, I'm vegan too. I was like, I can't believe she's Latina and vegan like me. That was so, so awesome. That was really cool. Yeah, I think I got you into the vegan group at Twitter too. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, you did that. And I don't remember what we ate that day, but I remember there was like plenty of food for us. And we were like so happy. <laughs> And can you give us an overview about your journey and how everything started? Sure. So my journey, where to start? It was a long one. I think I landed in tech by being just very persistent and not giving up. I did not go to a fancy school. I did not major in anything related to tech. And when I entered tech, I didn't live in a city that was particularly known for having a lot of tech companies. <laughs> I remember I wanted to do it because I had thought myself 
how to build websites. And I always consider myself being very tech savvy. To be honest, I should have probably gone to school for engineering, but that really wasn't an option for me back then. So I just knew I'm going to try to get in however I can. And up until that point, my job experience had consisted in like small sales jobs throughout like late high school and early my college career. And I remember finding one e-commerce tech startup that I thought, okay, this one's it. I'm going to work here. And I think I stalked the hiring manager for a while until he just gave me a job. He said, okay, I think you'll be good at a entry-level business development job. To be completely honest, at that point, I had no idea what business development meant, but I thought, great, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. (laughs) And I went in not knowing anything. It was a startup. And for those that don't know much about startups, a lot of times you get no training, no anything. It's just like, here's what we think you should do. Go figure it out. I very quickly learned and started to grow within the company. Within two years, I became the head of partnerships for that company. And that opened up a lot of opportunities, including moving to San Francisco and then getting many other jobs within tech. But I'll say that's like the beginning of my business in tech and business development. Well, that's incredible. And I love that because a lot of times we just need one opportunity, one chance, and then you're just like grow and you learn and you do your thing. And then many, many other opportunities appear, right? Yes. I'm very grateful to that startup for giving me the opportunity because up to that point, I had knocked on many, many doors and I'd gotten many no's because I had no experience in tech and And like I said, no fancy degree, nothing, like no experience in tech whatsoever. So yeah, I am still very persistent. And I think that's been key to what I've been able to accomplish in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very inspiring. And can you share more about your entrepreneurship journey? How was it for you? And also your sabbatical. I remember when you're like talking, you're planning your sabbatical. You're like, oh, I want to do something. I want to create a brand. And I think this was happening as well, maybe in the same time or even before that. You want to share with us? Sure. So yes, I decided to quit my tech job. In early 2020, right as the pandemic was starting, which I obviously no one knew what it would become. (laughs) But that led me into an amazing adventure. When I was in Southeast Asia, I ran out of my razors that I would get in the US. And I remember going into a supermarket and realizing, oh, there's only the big brands that you always find in the supermarkets and realizing we don't have the same options that you have in the US. In the US, now you don't only have the big brands, you have many other businesses like Dollar Shave Club and Millie and realizing, wow, these brands don't go to undeveloped markets because there are many challenges, which I understand. I'm vegan, as you know, we're both vegans and those supermarket brands are not vegan. And to me, that was something that, you know, I just refused to use the supermarket brands because of that. And that led me to start doing more research about Latin America specifically because I knew Southeast Asia was just temporary while, you know, the pandemic was going on. And I was thinking about where to go next. Should I go back to San Francisco and go back to another tech job? Or do I try to do something different? I started to do research in Latin America and realized, oh, 
yeah, these companies have not made it to Latin America either because there's so many challenges with doing e-commerce in general in Latin America. But one of the good things that the pandemic left behind is that it accelerated the e-commerce space in Latin America. Prior to the pandemic, especially in Costa Rica, where's the market that I know the most, it was pretty much non-existent. People were not comfortable buying things online. With the pandemic, everything changed. You couldn't go to the stores for a while. You had to buy things online. And while in Latin America, there's still a lot of just Instagram and WhatsApp shopping, more and more e-commerce sites started to pop up. So my background is actually in e-commerce. And I thought, okay, I think this is the right time to get into e-commerce in Latin America. I think it's the right time because e-commerce is accelerating. I think there's a problem to solve because there are no subscription-based body care brands in Latin America. And the razor, while it's a more of a personal problem because I'm vegan and you can't find any vegan razors, I thought other people must think the same. So yeah, I created Club PL. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I love the products. Can you share more about like, because now we have more products, right? And I think they're beautiful. I like the vibe. And I think it's very, very aligned to a lot of things I believe as well. So for me, it's very, very nice to see something like that out there. Yeah, part of what uh, the brand I wanted to build was I wanted a brand that is inclusive, that is genderless. And part of this is because traditionally, even in the States, the razor market or the skincare market has traditionally charged women more for these products. The concept is called pink tax. And that was very, and it still is very real in Latin America. And most people don't realize it because they've never had a brand talk about it. So I wanted to make sure we got rid of the pink tax. So there's no pink tax. And by also getting rid of the pink tax, I wanted to make sure that there were products that anybody could use. You know, if you shave and you want to shave, you can use those products without feeling like, oh no, this is just a woman's product or this is just a product for a man. So we launched with a razor and very quickly realized that, you know, not only do you need a razor, but you need the proper products to care for your skin. Traditionally in Latin America, you go to a store and yes, you find your shaving cream and your razor. And usually those products are sold specifically for men, not for women, but no one really teaches you or shows you how to use them. And I believe that there is a right way for shaving your body um, to avoid irritation or ingrown hairs. And so I wanted to combine all of that and not only create a brand that is for anybody, it's also a brand that cares for your body and it is gentle enough for your skin so you don't get irritation. So I feel like the success so far of Club PL has been because I have focused so much on teaching people how to shave, which no one had done before. <laughs> no one had taught us how to shave. And as part of that education is the line of products to go along with the razor. So what you should do before you shave, what you should use while you shave, and what you should use after you shave. Not everyone has access to laser hair removal or other more expensive ways. So razor or shaving is still the most common way to get rid of body hair if that's your choice. And I just want to teach people that there is a right way to do it so that you care for your skin and you don't get irritation. Yeah, that's amazing. Traditionally, the razor brands, they just tell you, you need to shave, like no matter what, right? They don't teach you how to shave and they don't say to you, oh, if you don't want to do it, that's okay as well. Yeah, you're doing something very, very special. I'm very proud of you. 
Thank you. Also, not only do razor brands don't teach you or show you, or traditionally they have just shown you images of perfect skin, right? Like they don't even show you body hair. They just show you a smooth, perfect looking skin without any hair. And part of what we tried with Club Piel as well is for the first time in Latin America is showing you body hair and showing you that it's okay to have body hair and that it's your choice whether you want to take that body hair off or not. Incredible. What made you most excited about your entrepreneurship journey or what scare you the most two things what makes you more like super super excited and what scared you excited I mean there's a few things one is I wanted to be my own boss and I want to have the flexibility to create something from scratch and that also means creating a culture or a work culture that I like and that I feel comfortable in So that's one of the most exciting things and also just solving a new problem. I love solving problems. So I really just wanted to start something new. And what scares me the most is, even though I said previously, yes, e-commerce is accelerating in Latin America, there's still a lot of challenges. <laughs> they scare me because I don't know how things are going to continue to move, but they scare me and they excite me because it also means, okay, I just have to find solutions for those challenges. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I would add it's a funny and interesting thing because I am from Latin America. I was born here, but I grew up in the States and my work culture, it's very much, let's say, an American work culture and working in Latin America, it's very different than working in the States. And that's been something I've had to learn and adapt to the working culture in Latin America. And it's been great so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to see that. I imagine that you're like learning a lot. And for me, it might be a little bit different because I grew up in Brazil. I live in Brazil most of my life. And now I'm very used to the work culture in the US. So sometimes I have interactions with people and I remember how it is and sometimes how close people are. Sometimes like you're having a meeting and in Brazil we say like in the end of email, like hugs and kisses. <laughs> It's very, very, very nice how warm it is. And sometimes I forget and I see like hugs in the email. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you had a, your experiences the other way around. You lived in Brazil most of your life and you had to adapt to a U.S. culture as an adult. I am from Latin America, but I'm having to adapt to my own culture as an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very interesting. A lot of our audience wants to migrate to tech and learn more about what are the possibilities out there. And I feel we talk a lot about design, product management, engineering, but there's a lot of other roles out there. They are very, very interesting as well. So can you share more about the role of a business developer and what are the things people should keep in mind and consider when migrating to this role, like learning more about it? Sure. Business development means a lot of different things at different companies. It could be a sales role. It could also mean strategic partnerships where you are building alliances with other companies, either because you want to grow your user base or because there's maybe a feature that company has that can complement your current product or because you want to enter a brand new market. 
What I love about business development is that you get to work with many different people within a company. Naturally, a very curious person, and I love learning new things. And to me, the thing I love the most, especially when I worked at startups, was not only do you have to work with marketing engineer and product, legal, and many customer service, social media, any department you can think of, you have to work with. Sometimes at a startup, it means you also have to do wear that hat, basically, because maybe you don't have a legal department. <laughs> maybe you have a, a lawyer that you can consult, but you might only get it one hour a day. And then you have to absorb as much as you can from that person and then go do the job yourself which it was very different when I worked at bigger companies because I had to adapt to learning that now there's a whole depart marketing department, a whole legal department, a whole customer service department that handles that. What I love about business development is that you have to interact with so many different people within a company internally and externally because as you're exploring these opportunities, you are also having to have conversations with these different departments at different companies. So you get so many perspectives. You learn about how these different departments do the job differently. I think if you want to get into business development, I think you have to be someone that is very curious, really willing to learn, very proactive. And what's the best business advice you heard? I would say the best business advice I've learned is that it's okay to make mistakes. No one is perfect and mistakes and bumps along the way are going to happen. And you shouldn't see them as a failure. You should take a moment to learn from them, adapt, align, and find a solution if that's possible. If not, move on. But I think mistakes teach us a lot and make us better persons. So, And I say this because I feel like sometimes in business, we try to be perfectionist or we want to do everything right. And we make a mistake and we think like, oh, you know, it's the end of the world because everything should be perfect. And it's not. Yeah, I love that. I feel that I'm still learning about that. It took me a lot of time to learn. And I think it's great. Like maybe in my world, what brought me the sense was like agile because they have all this idea of like improving. You're going to fail. So let's fail fast, learn, improve and keep going. And also it's interesting the sense that, of course, if you're doing something for the first time, it's not going to be perfect or it might take more time just because it's the first time you're doing this and this sense of like okay let's be kind to ourselves as well and sometimes just like setting the expectations right with your stakeholders or whatever because it's a learning process for everyone that is very true that's something i struggle with but i'm learning learning to be better because it, it is hard it is hard to let go of that idea that everything has to be work out basically it's okay to make mistakes I love this question because I've learned a lot. So people always recommend very interesting things. So which resource helped you in your journey? Do you want to share with us like anything that helped you? It can be a person, a book, a podcast or yeah, anything. 
Well, I'm a huge podcast person and a podcast that I've listened to religiously since it started. I think it started maybe in 2016 is How I Built This by Guy Ross. I love listening to other people's stories in general. And especially in that podcast, entrepreneurs that are telling their story of how they built their businesses, the challenges they face, how they made it happen, basically. And I think it's inspired me in so many ways. And it's also helped me keep that entrepreneur spark that I knew I had in me all these years and that I wanted to try at some point. And here I am. Amazing advice. Yeah, I love this podcast. It's very inspiring. Yeah, I've not missed the show. I listen to it every Monday when the new episode comes out. I listen to it. So I've listened to all of them. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I heard that they have a book too. Yes, I've actually read the book too. Yes. Pretty much a summary of all the learnings from all the different entrepreneurs he's talked to. It's pretty good. If you've never listened to the show, could be a good idea to start with the book. And then you can go find your favorite brands to listen to. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you so much for your time. You're getting to the end. I want to leave the last minutes for you to share anything you want to share. And also where people can find you where people can buy the Club PL products. Yeah, Sherry Buzz. Where can people find me? People can find me on LinkedIn for personal connections or at Club PL. That's on Instagram. If you're curious to learn more about the brand or at clubpl.com, where can they buy us right now? Unfortunately, it's only available in Costa Rica right now. We've only launched six months ago. So, so far, we're only focusing in Costa Rica, but we do have plans to expand to other Latin American countries very soon. So I really wish I could answer that question right now with just go to clubpl.com and buy the products, but it's not possible right now unless you're in Costa Rica. Yeah. So our next step will be just follow clubpl. I love your TikTok and Instagram. It's amazing. I recommend everyone to just follow it for now and soon will be available in Mexico, right? And then all over Latin America. Yeah, if there are any other entrepreneurs listening from Mexico or other parts that want to connect, I would love to connect. Also investors, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, love, 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 love that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time. That was incredible. Thank you, Thaisa. Thank you.